Hello, and uh, welcome to Under the Ginkgo Tree. This is our first episode. We're very excited, and we have a very special guest with us. Mm-hmm. So if you just want to introduce yourself. Yeah, so I'm, I'm Coco Brisby. I'm a third year at UVA studying computer science. Um, I do lots of other things, which we might get into throughout the course of the podcast, but one thing I'm really proud of doing was being Michael's RA oh, yeah. uh, last year, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's a little about me. That's how I know Michael. I know Shreya from other things, but yeah, I'm excited <laughs> about this podcast. Really cool setup. Super <laughs> yeah, get, we're, get talking. we're sitting on a, um, we're sitting on a... Roshan's <laughs> blanket <laughs> under the... Pro- yeah, Ginko. so this, this, uh, this for, for reference, this podcast is recorded underneath the Pratt Ginkgo tree, which is... One of UVA's oldest trees. Yeah. It's like 59 inches in demand <laughs> diameter. Yeah. Look this up. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's really big. It's right next to the college church. But Coco, yeah. what's, what's your profile? Like, who are you? What's like, what's, profile? like, what type of person are you? Like, what, what are your interests? What's yeah. your major? What's that? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think this is a really interesting question to bring up, especially when you're, when you're talking to like a college student who's mm-hmm. kind of like changing every Still year. Still formative. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this, this response would have been completely different a year ago, but I'd say where I'm at now is someone with like a wide variety of interests. Okay. And I, I really like just like random tidbits of knowledge and, you know, I've lots of passions, which I, you know, drive down. So some of those, um, housing policies probably like top, top two, but not two. Really? Um, housing policy? Housing policy. Yeah. Really? So I'm uh, I'm involved with Habitat for Humanity here at UVA and that involvement um, is generally centered around like educating people about housing policy in Charlottesville, gotcha. housing inequity, racial wealth gap, um, mm-hmm. those things. So just like learning about how, you know, systemic discrimination in Charlottesville in particular has caused like the housing wealth gap that we see today in the city mm. um, has been really intriguing to me. And that, that's kind of like what I've honed in on as my passion here. Um, but apart from that, I, I also, you know, dabble in, in lots of other things. I'm the president of the Muslim Student Association here, so I could talk to you about that for an hour. Um, <laughs> poetry, I like. I like really? I didn't know you were a big poet. Yeah. I, okay, I, CS major. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. And then CS is probably the bottom of that list. <laughs> gotcha. It's, it's what I do to. Are you passionate about CS or more yeah. like. I, I think, I think um, you, you kind of have to be passionate in like what you're, what you're studying, what you want to do. Um, and I feel like I'm pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a little hard now that like I'm thinking about the next chapter of my life, like right. thinking about, you know, pursuing my passions versus something that'll make a good paycheck, mm-hmm. trying to find a balance of both. Um, and so this summer I got to work in like a software engineering role, um, <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I think that's, that's been something that's been, that's been good for me to, to, to learn about. Cause like coming into college, there were so many things that I wanted to pursue. I've got all these like different passions and hobbies and interests. Mm-hmm. Um, and to just like be like, okay, CS, like that's what half the school does, um, was, was a little bit disappointing with it now that I'm doing it and I, I feel like I enjoy doing what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I made the right choice. So you said that you're, um, looking for, so you're a third year, you said, but you're looking forward to the future as in you're graduating this year. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. So I'm graduating early. Uh, and many people ask me why, mm-hmm. uh, mainly it's a money saver. Mm-hmm. And I also get a, like that extra year now that I can think about doing something I'm really passionate about potentially like mm-hmm. doing a master's program in something that's more specific and concentrated, um, traveling the world. Um, I think we have this notion that like you just got to keep moving and, and chugging along with life, but you know, taking a year off and doing something that really makes you happy, I think 
is on the horizon for me and something that I gotcha. Want to do. So you, you, it's it's kind of clear with all uh, you have many leadership roles as well as having a lawn spot that you've worked quite hard. It's interesting to see a hard worker go to a kind of take a I guess more of a gap year. I guess right. Yeah. Well, I I don't know exactly what I'll be doing, but I I think um, when it comes to like working hard. Um, it's not, it's, in my opinion, it's not like hard work if it's something you're passionate about. Ah. Um, I see it more of as like a hobby and, and something I and indulge in and something I enjoy doing. Um, so when I think about like potentially going somewhere and traveling, that, that could be hard work. <laughs> you know? Okay, um, so you talk about all these passions, right? Yeah. So walk me through a day in your life, like okay. day to day, what are you up to? Yeah, so I mean, I, I kind of have to go to class. But that's, <laughs> that's probably oh. like, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> um, but like throughout the day, I'll be you know, checking my inbox a lot. I get a lot of emails throughout the day. Um, the MSA is like a 400 student club and being president of that and all like the subcommittees that are involved um, can take a, take a toll. I get like lots of messages and emails throughout the day. Um, I have lots of meetings to attend. Um, so typically like I'll, I'll just be like bouncing around from things and I feel like I'm not the most organized person. Um, this is funny, L- last year I've, I've become a bit better at this now because <laughs> it's you you're kind of forced to be. <laughs> yeah, I kind of have to be on top of everything. The last year, I'd, I'd wake up and go to my inbox and look up the date. Um, I'd kind of like, okay, these are the one or two or three events that I have to go to today. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten be- I've gotten better at that, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of just like go with the flow and, and as things come up, um, address them and just I, I've learned uh, uh, learned to be like present in the moment and and kind of like do what's in front of me um, and not think too much about like you know past regrets or like. What am I going to do next year? Have you have you like um, have you taken in any strategies that you really like as you've kind of done everything at UVA? Yeah, I think um, one one thing is I've, I've learned to trust other people. Mm. Um, that's been huge. Uh, I think in a leadership role, especially a university like this, where you've got students of all like like diverse backgrounds and super passionate, intelligent people, learning to trust them a little bit. And um, now that I'm like president of of these two clubs that are very big and very involved. Um, knowing that everyone else in these clubs has the same passions that I do and that kind of letting them step into these leadership roles, you know, alleviates some stress on me, but also allows them to develop into leaders. I think thinking about your time here as like, you know, we're only here four years, but we want to see the things that we do, you know, accelerate and grow after we leave. And that can only happen if there are other leaders that can take over those responsibilities. So just delegating and, and providing like a guiding hand and showing people through wisdom and experience what can be done, but allowing them to kind of channel their interests and take things where they want to go. Wow. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I, I think, I feel like I'm learning from you. <laughs> um, do you have a, do you have a hard time with trust? So mm. I know personally, I'm a very uh, like deep down. I don't know if I trust anyone. Okay. Right. So I have a, I have a hard time with trusting things that I'm uh, trusting people with things that I'm responsible for. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that in a organization where you are the person who you're responsible for everything, but yeah. they don't they don't cover the responsibility? That, that's a really good question. I, I think it comes down to like the way you think about success. The way I think about success with these organizations is not like immediate, you know, like what the reaction is to something that's happening in the moment, but more so like how the organization will develop and grow in the future. So if, for example, we host an event and you know, we forget to bring drinks, uh, mm-hmm. for example, non-alcoholic. It's the Muslim student association. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, if, if we forget to bring drinks one day, mm-hmm. that means that the person who's in charge of bringing drinks will remember that the next time around. And that yeah. they'll be able to impart that wisdom onto the next. This is a very, like, simple example. But in, in essence, you're 
you're think like thinking about it not in like this present sense, but thinking about the larger, you know, how your organization, how the leaders within it will learn from the mistakes that are made now. Um, and and it's it's hard to think about it like that, you know, when you want to have perfection, um, but you know, sacrificing you know small faults here and there um, is good for the larger, you know, good of the organization. Right. Allowing people to know that like their role matters a lot and that they should put time into doing things allows them to accelerate and grow as leaders. And I think that's more important than any, you know, minor slip up that could happen. Mm. That's a great point. Um, so you said like you delegate and you learn from your mistakes. Um, as you said, like they forget the drinks, they'll remember that the next time. And I know that I've made so many mistakes as like being on like different exec roles, but I'm curious, have there been any like moments where you like maybe even as president but also you spent three years here so you've probably had a lot of roles in a lot of different clubs was there something that like kind of stuck with you that changed the way you lead or maybe the way that you organize yourself yeah I mean I, I think I'd have to go back to like high school for this so in high mm. school I was pretty involved too um, and during COVID um, you know we saw lots of like disengagement lots of people you know kind of going into their own corners and doing things because that's what was best for them at that time um, and, and trying to find a way for, you know, every, like I, I was student body president at my high school. And so, so like trying to find a way for all the other student leaders to continue to be engaged and involved was incredibly difficult. And what I learned was, you know, we kind of have to come to this understanding of, you know, why it's important to have student leaders, why it's important to have that community at a university or at a school. Um, and once people can come to that realization themselves, they're able to kind of grasp what the importance of leadership is and what, what is what is the realization for you? I mean, so walk yeah. us walk us through that realization. Yeah. So yeah. So during COVID, like, we were all we were all isolated and, and alone, but we could we could be like alone together in in, in, a, in a sense that like you know social media, reaching out to people. I did a podcast during COVID, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> not with these mics, though. <laughs> uh, but but like that that realization that like we all kind of need each other to to survive and function properly, like being alone in your own cocoon can only take you so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that realization kind of made me understand the importance of community, the importance of coming together for change, and and kind of how like, you know, it, it's, it's not a zero sum game when you have like two people that are, that are meeting one another that could be really sad on their own. And then as soon as they come together and are able to share their thoughts and ideas are just that much happier. And like, where does that happiness come from for like, mm-hmm. and so, so understanding that like, the power of community, the power of people coming together, whether that's in person or, or you know, virtually, like just having people around you to talk and, and motivate you um, is, is huge. And so that was a realization for me that like community goes such a long way. Um, and that's what's made me, you know, think about leadership in the sense of people honing in on their passions and understanding the importance of being around one another, learning from one another and not blaming themselves for a fault because it's all a collective work. So I actually have a follow-up question. So you mm-hmm. talk about being in a community, and I know that that was really like life-changing for me at EVA, that I've been in a lot of different pockets, and there have been some pockets where I'm like, oh my God, how have I not met you before? Like, I feel like we're family. And so I was gonna ask you like, what might be a turning point in the form of either a community or a person? Like you can tell any type of story, but a turning point where you might've like met a group of people or a specific person where you were like, oh my God, my life is going to change or is changing actively. Yeah, so I'll, I'll talk about one specific person for this. So there's um, a guy I met last year who, uh, his name's Yusuf. He, he majored in electrical engineering, also graduated in three years. 
Um, and he kind of, he, he taught me about how, how to look at life and how to look at like my time at the university. Um, and, and, and not, not in the sense of like the classes I'm taking, the clubs I'm involved with, but more so the experiences that I'm having and kind of going out of my way to create those experiences and doing something that pushes me outside of my comfort zone. Um, so, you know, last year, a lot of the time, like if, if y'all have seen, there's, there's a big, okay. I'm, I'm how many people are going to listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably like a 10, okay. five. Okay. <laughs> I might be admitting to, um, trespassing here, uh, but no, no, that's fine. Oh, that's, that's okay. So if, if y'all have seen, there, there's like a house on a hill. Um, if, if you walk around grounds late at night, that's like lit up. Yeah. Like, like, uh, out of the Newcomb windows. Yeah. You're talking about Cars yeah. Hill, bro. No, no, no. Not <laughs> no, no, no. There's the, the um, one uh, over there. Um, like if you out the Newcomb windows, there's a, there's a hill on. Yeah. House on I, the I forget. I forget the name oh, of the wow. house. Yeah. 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 The for, residents are not fans of UVA. Yeah, no, they're not. Exactly. Historically. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, so one day we're just like, one night, um, there isn't much to do. He's like, you know, I've always wondered what's up there. <laughs> and so we just decide to go, go on a little excursion, make our way up there. And, you know, I don't want to talk too many details, but we, <laughs> we definitely didn't commit any crimes uh, that day. But, oh, my um, God. So, so kind of like seeking out those experiences, the ones that'll, you know, stick in your head for, for, for forever, like those memories that make you happy and you know, kind of chasing discomfort in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, that's been something really life-changing for me because growing up I was, you know, I played, played it by the book, did what would make my parents happy. Yeah. Um, growing up, like, I'm from a South Asian background, um, and so, like, parents have all these demands that you got to meet. But, you know, sometimes just, like, letting that go and doing what will make you happy, doing something that is fun and exciting. Um, and I think, like, for me, like, to see someone who's, like, he graduated in three years and, you know, mm -hmm. he's working at an industry now and super accomplished guy, just kind of like letting it loose and, and having some fun. Mm -hmm. um, I think that taught me a lot. And I met him my first year and we've been best friends ever since. Really? Um, oh. And so, yeah, that's like, I, th I think getting to know him in those first few months, I was like, wow, this guy looks at things a little differently. Maybe I should start taking some of that. And, and I think like, it's, it's a cliche, but it's true. Like you're the product of the people you surround yourselves with. And the more I've surrounded myself with him, the more I've become this fun, spontaneous, like, mm -hmm adventurous guy and yeah. I think that's what I want to be is that like so is have did you um did you instantly identify that as like or how long basically uh sorry sorry to formulate these words kind of out loud but how long did it take for you to uh formulate this idea that you wanted to be this person this like like Yusuf um mm -hmm. like adventurous but also have that um academic strong suit behind that uh yeah adventurousness yeah, I mean, I, I think, like, from the moment you meet a person like that, you kind of understand that they, like, you know, they're just living a happier life. Like, <laughs> it's just a better way of doing things. Um, so, yeah, I'd say, like, as soon as I met him, and maybe, like, a couple weeks later, once we hung out for real, like, we, there was this one, there's one weekend. For, first year was, like, a wild experience for me. Lots of stuff <laughs> happening, lots of journeys, lots of stories to tell. But there was this one, uh, one night at, like, 2 a.m. He's like, yeah, let's go, like, see the sunset at Virginia Beach, a uh, sunrise at Virginia Beach. Um, why not? And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'll come along for the ride. If, if you're driving, you're paying gas money. I'm there. <laughs> so, so we go. We see the sunrise. We come back. There's a football game that day. We stay up for the football game. I have a stat lab due that night. Um, get like I start at 11. It's 11:59. The worst grade I've ever gotten. But like the end of that weekend, I was like, wow, that was like one of, like the best weekend I've had in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think like just experiencing these things and kind of going going outside of like what you would think is the traditional day in the life of, of me mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and kind of like being spontaneous uh, taught, taught me a lot. And I think like from the moment I met him, I was like, okay, I can tell he's got something cooking. 
Wow. So in, in, in terms of like looking at like a UVA experience is mm-hmm. academics kind of second and culture and adventure, like kind of ad- culture is first. I, I would say so. And, and this may be a bold take, but, <laughs> but I think, I think when it comes to academics, it's obviously important to, to learn, ground yourself in some fundamental knowledge and prepare yourself for the future or whatnot. Yeah. All that but, garbage. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but I, I think when you look at like the larger, you know, the larger scheme of, of life and like what, what like what when, when you like brought like zoom out a little bit mm-hmm. and see the place that college takes in your life most of the learning that you're going to do that's applicable to your career comes after college like if, if you're going to be a doctor at med school if you're going to yeah. be you know a software engineer you're learning most of the stuff on the job you're on stack overflow all day looking at stuff mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. think most jobs you can say that about um and and a lot of post-secondary education is required and i think that's the way i've i've looked at things because like for my career i think a lot of the learning that i'll be doing will be like on the job Mm-hmm. Um, so thinking about college is like I'm learning how to live, I'm learning yeah. how to learning make how to friends, be a learning how to be a person, more so than learning what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Because I think that's more important um, at the end of the day is is that experience. Because um, mm-hmm. like or else like we could just be sitting on our screens all day, yeah. learning for four years. We're here for the experience, and I think that's what you got to make the most out of your time here, especially at this university where there's so much to do and yeah. so many opportunities. I'm um, so whenever you're thinking back about your, ex- I guess. You are since just becoming a third year now, so it's only been two years. But looking back, are there highlights or like, are there high or low lights that have really shaped that learning experience for you? Yeah, I mean, I'd have to say it's in the people that I've met and the communities I've been associated with. I'd say like first year, um, my hallmates and you know, everyone that lived in my dorm, I associate a lot with them, learned so much from them, um, made some mistakes along the way mm-hmm. and, and, <laughs> and learned from them my first year. I think that, that's what I'd characterize that as. Um, and then like associating with a completely different circle second year, you know, being an RA living on grounds, mm-hmm. um, having my RA friends, uh, being more involved in student organizations, getting to meet people through that. And then this year, like on the lawn, meeting everyone on the lawn and learning from them. So it, it's got to be like, when I think about like the highlight of my experience, it's all the people that I've met along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been like these different groups, but I've learned something unique from each of them. Um, and I think that's what college is all about is like this amalgamation of people coming together from all these diverse backgrounds, Mm -hmm. learning from one another. Um, And I've met some of the coolest people here, probably the coolest people that I've met in my life (laughs) have been at UVA. So would you say that diversity is key to an experience like this? Oh yeah, 100%. I think, um, you know, we we talk about diversity a lot and and I think it's it's completely valid. Like for example, um, we've we've got lots of, students in high leadership positions at this university yeah we're big on student self-governance um and and i think like if you look at the the, the makeup of those groups it's mo- most of the times it doesn't replicate what the school actually looks like um and, and i think that's a flaw because you have all these diverse backgrounds that like if you're trying to make your student group succeed and if you claim that your student group is one that represents the entire university then the makeup of that body should also represent university and I think this is more of a flaw like the faculty level at the board of visitors level Mm -hmm. you know we don't see that diversity there and that's where issues come up I think when you have diversity when you're able to learn from one another and have these people from diverse backgrounds contributing new things it just changes the way you view stuff And, and for me like as someone who comes from like you know a South Asian background someone that's studying computer science and in these circles where traditionally people of my background might not B, I think yeah. I bring like a new perspective and I think every time I've been in a group that values diversity you can see that like idea formulation is just that mm-hmm. much better and you're able to cater to the needs of the entire group rather than focusing on 
you know, whatever the makeup of the governing body is. Hmm. So, so, sorry, no, 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 you're, you're good, you're good. Okay, um, so I'm, I, I, I think I totally agree with you about diversity. I think that diversity is so important just because you learn from anyone who is slightly different from you. Mm-hmm. So if you're with people who you're like it all day long, you're likely not learning very much. Yeah. Um, but I kind of want to ask you about, you, you say that you're from a South Asian background. I too am from a South Asian <laughs> background. And for me, shout out my lovely parents who are actually lovely. But I know that when I came to UVA, it was really tough because I, like my parents are slightly stricter. They definitely had a lot of rules for me growing up. And I felt like I had to kind of meet a certain standard mm-hmm. that not only they had created for me, but also myself. And so initially, what, like even like going out, like I felt like, almost this guilt of like, oh my God, I'm experiencing so much stuff and UVA has so much stuff to offer, but theoretically I should be getting like a 4.0 and engineering. Like I started in computer science, you made it farther than I did, but (laughs) I really, I like, I thought I was going to be that Indian daughter and I ended up not being, but I honestly think that if my parents understood what I'm doing now, I would like to think that they're more proud of me, Mm -hmm. but you obviously are also an incredibly accomplished person and like, I think you once told me your brother like recently got into med school like your parents must be like the proudest people (laughs) ever um but I'm kind of curious did you ever feel like you had to wrestle your background and identity and how you grew up with how you carry yourself here not that you're like a party animal but I'm just like obviously like you have a great social life Mm -hmm. you have but you're also like Oh boy, I know where you worked last summer. Like it's okay, we won't drop the company <laughs> name, but like you were doing it, it very was well. A, it was a, it was a good, super good underground company. company. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> Sorry. This, no, this is this is a good question. Um, yeah, my brother just started med school, and he, he when he went here, he was like killing it. He was doing everything. He was also president of the Muslim Student Association. He mm-hmm. had a better GPA than I do. <laughs> um, and and so the the standard three point nine nine. No, no, no. Uh, the the standard was definitely like there like coming into college and even like choosing to come here instead of another school like that that already puts me at a, at a certain position with my parents um, but I think ha- like having honest conversations with them about you know what I've been doing and, and that's tough I think I think being the second sibling to come here makes it a bit easier because my brother was able to talk to my parents about you know <laughs> everything that went on in college and kind of prep them a little bit for my experience um, and to being able to talk to them about stuff, but they're obviously there's stuff that I can't tell my parents. So, <laughs> uh, we all have that stuff. So it, it definitely has been hard wrestling between like, you know, it's almost as if you have these two identities, one, like when you go back home and one, when you're here, that's like, you know, two different people. And it's hard to, it's hard to deal with that because like, you know, which you can't one's be, the true one. Yeah. Which one's the true one. And you kind of have to wrestle that yourself. Like, okay, I've grown up in this background and it's influenced me a lot. I care for my parents and my background and like proud of it. But I also, you know, am a product of my environment and I'm going to change when I come mm-hmm. here. I'm going to do things that everyone else is doing. Um, so it's, it's definitely difficult, but I think for me growing up in, so I, I was born in India. I lived in Saudi Arabia for a few years and then I moved here. Really? So yeah. Wow. So, so I think that like that experience of like living and meeting people from these diverse backgrounds has taught my parents and I a lot about like how to go about coming into a new situation and how you adapt and change to your surroundings in a sense. Um, and so I think that understanding has, has been huge for me in, in kind of trying to stick to like being grounded in something. And for me, that's like my faith. Um, and then 
also engaging with my surroundings and, and being active socially and being involved in lots of different groups and not shutting myself off because I've realized the importance of meeting new people and learning from my surroundings and my parents have too because of all the places we've we've been and moved around from um, and, and I credit this to like my, my mother she is like God bless her soul she's amazing she um, is involved in like lots of nonprofits in the area and you know she stopped working she, she was also she got her um, MD in India and then as soon as like I was born she stopped working and took care of us but then when when she came here and we've got like all this free time she engages with all these different communities here and you know is involved in so much and so I think learning from her and, and seeing that like you don't have to kind of shut yourself off in this cocoon like we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. right like engage with your surroundings learn from it and grow from it and don't be afraid of what's around you um, I think like learning that and kind of talking to them about this um, has made it a bit easier to wrestle with this dilemma of who I really am. So, so how long did you live in India and Saudi Arabia? Yeah, so um, India two years. Um, okay. I, I was joking about like <laughs> I was at, I was at um, customs as, as a <laughs> uh, two years, and then Saudi Arabia for for about six years, and then moved right to Charlottesville when I was eight. So I'm, I'm kind of curious. Um, I mean, you, as as young of an immigrant you are, or like as like young as you were when you came here, mm -hmm. do you think that you think fundamentally different? Like you approach things differently? Because I look at my parents sometimes and I'm like, I really feel like you guys navigate the world differently. And by a product of that, I feel like sometimes I navigate here differently. And I mean, I like was born here. Um, I grew up here, but like my parents and my like culture I feel like had such a big impact mm -hmm. so and you were born in India spent like years in Saudi Arabia I, I'm assuming like third I don't know what yeah, you eight year old yeah. okay yeah, yeah. Yeah. um so do you think that like sometimes you just think back and you're like not only am I blessed to be here but I think that I have a, a mm -hmm. different funda fundamental baseline on how I like interact with people yeah I, I would say so um but not not to the extent that it, it's drawn out to be like I, I think um, this is a, this is a fun story. When I first came here, I didn't speak for the first like two months of school because I was so really yeah I, I was so scared of like the accent and like people would judge me. I was super self conscious. Really, yeah. as, as as eight years old. Yeah, at eight wow. years old. So I was I was just like super like I'm gonna be judged for this. Like people are gonna think I'm weird. Mm -hmm. So I completely I just didn't talk for a few months. And so they put me in like the lowest level reading class. I was going to like English as a second language. They're like, why won't this kid talk? Does mm -hmm. he not know English? I went to an English school in <laughs> Saudi Arabia. I knew yeah. English, uh, but I would like train myself to to get the accent. Um, and eventually I spoke and quickly shot up the reading charts. <laughs> um, but but like what, what, what the point I'm trying to make is like coming here I understood that I was a little different mm -hmm. and that you know I brought a unique set of backgrounds with me unique set of knowledge um, unique set of experiences um, and, and I think like initially my goal was to, like shut that up and fully put it aside fully assimilate integrate but then the more I've grown up and realized the importance of that culture and the importance of like bringing a unique and fresh perspective to every place that I'm in the more I've like engaged with my surroundings um, and, and I think that's like that's something that I've learned to do. I think initially I was like trying to, I was like, I, I'm starting eight years late. Like I need, to, <laughs> I need to catch up. Yeah. But I think like thinking about it as like, I'm starting eight years ahead in terms of the experiences that oh. I've had. And I can learn from these new places and new experiences. I think thinking about it that way um, has, has made me like engage with my awesome. surroundings better. So whenever you're, actually I have kind of a two-fronted question. One is how do you be yourself holistically? 
And then the follow-up question is, actually, just ans- ans- okay. answer that question first. How do you, <laughs> so being someone from so many different um, cultures, experiences, worldviews, everything, mm-hmm. how do you make that into a, per- a singular person while, like, also representing yourself as an individual? That's a really good question. Yeah, I, I think that's something I still struggle with. Um, cause each day I think I'm adding on new attributes, mm-hmm. new interests, new hobbies. Um, and, and so I think that like thinking about myself as like a constantly evolving person, someone that, you know, is always learning from his surroundings. But, but then I think for me, it's like having like a core set of beliefs and values that keeps me grounded or else like I'd be fluctuating and, and doing whatever, wherever I'd be mm. flowing like a river, you know, I got to like have, you have to have some stake, have to have some stake, have to have some anchor that holds me down. Um, and so for me, that's like my family, my background, my religion, those things kind of help me stay grounded. But then also knowing that like I can pick up so much more from my surroundings and become, you know, a more whole, like more well-rounded person. Mm. Uh, I think thinking about myself that way, but I think this is going to be like a constant struggle for me um, as I move across places and, you know, thinking about who I really am and, and settling down into an identity. Cause I think there's lots of new pieces that are being added and removed every day. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so it's definitely difficult. I think that's like my constant like struggle in life is like, who am I and, and right. what do I stand for? Because I just like, I, I I don't I can't I can't come to terms with this idea of just like settling and right doing right. one thing right. So mm-hmm. and and the and the, the follow up is how do you how do you balance that socially? Because you do have to you do have to be firm on your, what your actions are socially. So I mean, you are part of many many different spheres. How do you how do you balance equal time and how do you weigh out time within those actual spheres? Mm, yeah. Um, that's, that's also, <laughs> good I can see why, uh, you host podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think of it in like, not, not in the sense of, I, I'm not like thinking out, like splitting up my time at the start of the week. I'm like, okay, I'm going to spend one fourth of yeah. this, one fourth of this. I think more so like organically thinking about what is going to bring me the most joy, like which people should I surround myself with that'll that I'll learn the most from and that'll, that'll bring me the most joy. I think like living on the lawn, you see all these people from diverse backgrounds that are involved in all these things and you're getting invited to this, this and that. And thinking about like, what have I not engaged with in the past? What could I learn from? What could I enjoy being at? Um, and then putting that at the top of my list. Um, Cause I think like right now during college, like, like I was talking about, it's the time to learn from others and learn from all these different people. And for me, that means not settling down too much into like one group and only associating with that group and just like trying to be open and involved in and everything throughout all my years I, th- I feel like it's first years that's definitely the mentality you come in with but a lot of people lose that as they come settle down that's for the best like for a lot of people they settle down and find something that'll keep them grounded but for me it's it's been like trying to go to as many different things and as many diverse events that I can um and surrounding myself with different people like on the daily mm-hmm. so if you were to say you had one piece of advice for people coming into UVA or coming into the college experience, it would be like to be open and ready. Yeah. To be open and, and yeah, uh, be, be open to like everything and all new, all the new experiences. Don't come in thinking like, I'm definitely going to hang out with these people and study this and do that. Um, being open to new ideas and, and coming in, like, I think activities fair, don't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Put like your that. email on as many listservs as <laughs> yeah, possible. Exactly, right. Uh, I still get some, I'm like, what, what I got you women's saying? rugby the other day. Oh, I was yeah, like, yeah, are you yeah. serious? <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so I think b- being open to new experiences, challenging yourself, challenging the, con- like, challenging the notions that you've come in with, um, and, and, and like, kind of having those 
conversations which you haven't had before mm-hmm. and learning from that um, is, has been huge for me and, and I think is, is like the, my one piece of advice that I tell every first year I meet. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think this is the wrap up question mm-hmm. but honestly you kind of inspired me um, but like what will you say to yourself in 10 years but mm-hmm. in the UVA context POV, Coco, you, you we'll, we're going to be here like I, d- I don't know when like past ER you have reunions maybe 20 years yeah. 15 years 10 years whatever um but like as an alum of uva one what will you what do you think you're gonna like look back and like remember the most or like tell your kids but also do you think that there's something that you still want to do in your like last year here that you're gonna be like really remember like oh that was my last year at uva and i got to do that and i'm so excited and you're gonna come back on the lawn like in those tents that they set up and be like, dude, like that was like this time 10 years ago, this is what I was doing. Yeah. I, I think like looking back, um, I think this, this grounds the, the campus here for, for those of us that don't go to UVA, <laughs> um, is, 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 is beautiful, historic. And there's so much that it holds and like the value that it provides to a student walking around here and thinking about like, I did this here, I did that here. I think that'll like, I'll, I'll, I'll remember my time here in terms of the places that stuff happened at like I, I already have started reminiscing and like walking around and <laughs> being like oh wow I remember back in the day like five months ago Balls Dobie <laughs> Balls Dobie yeah for example um, yeah so so I think the, the places I'll definitely remember and, and, and the you know experiences associated with them Milan being you know the foremost now living here it's been amazing and the experiences that I'll have here so I, so I think like within the next year I think this is a good question because like time isn't up yet there's still lots yeah. to do and um, lots to get involved with and lots of experiences to be had so so I think just uh, saying yes to a lot doing mm-hmm. the most in this time not like settling down I think that's my that's like my life motto is you know say yes seek discomfort <laughs> um, do you have any crazy Lonnie stories for us wasn't oh, like the oh, most wow. interesting tourist interaction I'm so curious okay um, interesting tourist interaction. okay so I was this was after the JMU football game I left my door <laughs> open because well it was like when the rain delay happened and mm-hmm. people were still walking people were being kicked out and I, I put like my tv on and, and a couple of people came by i was throwing the football around outside i left my door open they just like walked into my room um and i was like outside and then i, I see him walk in i'm like okay this is gonna be fun so so i walk in behind them i'm like hey do you guys live here and then, and then they're like they're like no 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 but um we we, we know the who we know who <laughs> and i was like oh that's crazy because that's me <laughs> and then we had a whole like i i gave them a little room tour it was, it was really funny because they were like ha, we were kidding i was yeah. like yeah well. um but the, the some of the coolest stuff that's happened is like people that have lived on the lawn there's one guy that lived in my room that came by um really? that's been incredible i think the history of this university and thinking about like once oahu always oahu kind of thing mm-hmm. um so yeah that that's kind of like becoming real to me now with, you know going back to the question you're asking but uh, i think seeing like how connected the alum are to this university still and um, you know, all the tourists and, and, and telling them about the history has been amazing. I think, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Um, thank you so much for, uh, being here for this first episode, a uh, little step into darkness, be feeling uncomfortable, right? Yes. Um, exactly. saying, saying yes to everything, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I mean, most everything. <laughs> trust, trust. <laughs> Just trust. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much yeah. for, uh, coming on. Uh, I'm so excited. Honestly, Coco, I, not only thank you for coming on, but I remember when I met you first year, I was like, I want to pick this kid's brain. Like you were <laughs> such an enigma to me and I'm so excited that I've gotten kind of like gotten to hear about your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Bye. I'm excited about this podcast.